0: Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports update. The Kansas City Chiefs have begun working on a potential record-setting deal for receiver and electrifying return man Tyreek Hill. The Chiefs have been working on getting their finances in order to franchise-tagged linebacker D. Ford and reportedly making pass rusher Justin Houston available for trade to the rest of the league. Hill breaking out in 2018, 1,479 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns, including a punt return touchdown as well. The Chiefs leading the NFL in total offense and points scored in 2018 and the five-foot-ten speedster is set to become a free agent in 2020. He was named an All-Pro and made his third straight Pro Bowl, arguably the fastest man in the NFL. The current top contract at the wide receiver position is the five-year, $90 million deal that Odell Beckham signed with the Giants in August. In a surprise non-move, the Giants have informed safety Landon Collins he won't be franchise-tagged. The Giants are allowing this man to walk out the door, and he's a good one, a three-time Pro Bowler. First-team All-Pro in 2016, defensive captain and true leader, Missed only five games in four years and is 25 years old. Weird one here. Non-tagging Collins has been a very unpopular move with Giant Nation. The Patriots are not going to use their franchise tag on defensive end Trey Flowers. Left tackle Trent Bound or kicker Steven Gostkowski. All three were prime candidates to receive a tag today. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have reached a three-year deal with left tackle Jonathan Smith worth $41.25 million. Despite uh, the Lakers' playoffs, host dwindling. LeBron James talking again. He says, hey, nobody's going to shut him down. After Monday's loss to the clip joint, the Lakers sit five and a half games back of the Spurs for the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. The Lakers have 18 games left to make up the difference. Not very likely. Yankees ace Luis Severino today. Scratch from a spring t- training start with shoulder discomfort. He is going to have an MRI. We're holding our breath there. The New York Mets have hired ESPN baseball analyst Jessica Mendoza to the front office. The new duties include providing insight to the GM as well as focusing on health and performance, player evaluation, roster construction, and technological advancement. The new gig with the Mets will not affect her Sunday night baseball analyst gig as well. She is the latest notable name to be hired by the Mets this week. Ex-pitchers Al Leiter and John Franco were hired yesterday. Six games in the NBA hardwood tonight. Chicago at Indiana. Pacers minus seven, 219. Orlando at Philly. The Sixers laying three and a half, 223 and a half. Oklahoma City at Minnesota. T Wolves a one point fave, 236. Houston Rockets at Toronto. Good one there. Raptors three, 228. These teams also announcing they're going to meet in future preseason game in China. Announced Monday. Elsewhere, Portland minus six against Memphis, total 216. And Boston and Golden State is the late game tonight. Warriors laying seven, 228 is your over under. Three people were convicted in a pay-for-play scheme today aimed at steering recruits and Adidas sponsorship programs, and they've been sentenced to multiple months in prison. Former Adidas executive James Gatto, business manager Christian Dawkins, and Merle Code were convicted of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in October for funneling illegal payments to families of recruits to Louisville, Kansas, and North Carolina State. Prosecutors say coaches teamed up with the Adidas executive and others to count for $100,000 in bribes to influence star athletes' choice of schools footwear agents and tailors the question i have is hey gabe what's going on here When are the coaches going to do time obviously these guys knew something about this we'll get to the bottom of this problems looks like a couple scapegoats here i think more are going to be indicted a little bit later let's take a look at this uh, college basketball scene tonight number 19 buffalo at ohio ohio bobcats bulls 12 159 number four duke hosting wake phil uh duke star Zion Williamson out for a four-straight game tonight. He won't play. He was questionable. Blue Devils minus 26, 153. Nebraska at number nine, Michigan State. The Spartans laying 13, 138. Good one in the ACC, number 15, Virginia Tech at number 14, Florida State. The Seminoles four-point favorites over under 136. North Carolina minus 10.5 at Boston College over under 158. Number 11, Purdue. Minus five and a half against the Minnesota Golden Gophers, 140 total. Number five, Tennessee. They're playing Mississippi State. Balls are favored in this one, minus eight, 145. Kentucky, their five point favorites at Old Miss, 138. Kansas, a good one in the Big 12, minus one and a half at Oklahoma, 143. And 17th ranked Nevada, they are laying 13 and a half at Air Force in this one. Total, 146. Busy night in the National Hockey League. We got 10 games on the ice. We're going to break them all down. Hey, everybody, stick around. We got a jam packed show today. Keep it locked to the Fantasy Sports Network for all your entertainment needs. Gabe Morenzi hosts the shows. I'm Cam Stewart. It's Red Heat and Rage. Long Island Rage. George Kurtz drops by to chat baseball and hockey. And Jeff Nadeau will break down the NCAA games and conference tournaments. Stick around, everybody. Red Heat and Rage coming up next.
1: Game Time Decisions.
2: Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio has a big uh, Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci. You just heard Cam Stewart. As uh, you heard uh, Cam tell you, we've got uh, George Kurtz going to be joining us in a couple of moments. Uh, big man on campus, a.k.a. Jeff Nadu, uh, will uh, throw it down with us as well as uh, the madness is set to begin in a matter of uh, hours, actually. March Madness March Madness uh, isn't just uh, the tournament; it's uh, the entire, uh, pretty much the entire month. The uh, the madness to get to the tournament and the Horizon League tournament uh, begins tonight. Uh, we've got two games in the Horizon League. Uh, they are Horizon Conference tournament games. Uh, the uh, the first The first March Madness uh, bid uh, will officially be given uh, actually uh, this weekend as uh, some of the conference tournaments uh, begin um, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday. They all have sort of different uh, setups, uh, including, of course, uh, camp. A tournament uh, that I never uh, made it out to when I lived in Las Vegas, um, the, uh, the West Coast Conference Tournament, in which nice. Saga always wins over at uh, the Orleans.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, a good point, Gabe. Yeah, Gonzaga, they always win that tournament, basically can do it blindfolded. And if you want to be another team from this conference, you got to win the tournament. But good luck beating Gonzaga. We had a miracle a long time ago. Remember San Diego? Uh, they pulled it off before San Francisco. The Dons got close. But I'll tell you, when these guys are 25, 30-point favorites every night, it's going to be hard, hard to knock them off. We need a real Cinderella
2: story in the Big West. Yeah, well, uh, West Coast Conference. Sorry, West Coast
0: Conference. Correct. I always call it yeah. the Big West. That's UC. Yeah, I'll, I get those. There's so many damn conferences
2: in there, man. It's crazy. Always at the Orleans, too. Good call by you, the Orleans. Well, the, the West Coast Conference is at the Orleans. Uh, the WAC Conference uh, tournament, uh, I believe, is at the Thomas uh, and Mack Center. Max Center. That, that actually might be at the Orleans, too, actually. I think it might be a couple of days after at the Orleans. The Pac-12 one, most of them are most of the ones in the West are in Vegas. The Pac-12 one is at uh, the new T-Mobile Arena there, where the Vegas Golden Knights play. It used to be at the MGM, but now it's at the arena. Pac-12, of course, the Mountain West is at the Thomas and Mack Center. The West Coast Conference uh, tournament is at the Orleans Casino. They have an arena there with a court and a hockey rink, etc and uh the whack i believe the whack is there as well the uh the big uh the big west that's the one with uh, cal poly and Irvine. UC Irvine and all those guys yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they play play their tournament too. they play their tournament uh in anaheim Good call. Yes, yes, yes. Good call. Anaheim.
0: Yeah, at the, at the Honda yeah, Center. The Staples, there. The yeah, Staples. Yeah, Staples. Honda, Honda, Staples. Yeah, I
2: got okay, uh... got to pick it up a notch here today.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. You name the team. I'll tell you where they play. I know. I know it's where the Ducks play. The pond. The pond. Hey, and Wright State's playing tonight. gave my Wright State Raiders. Eight-point favorites. We'll see if they can get it done.
2: They, they probably do. Who are they playing? Illinois, yeah, they, uh, uh, Chicago, yeah. It's uh, it Illinois, they, Chicago. U UIC. Uh, they sh- they should oh, yeah. win
0: the game, but who knows? But you you talk about this, man. This is a dangerous time of the year. Some of these teams, uh, you don't know what they're thinking going into the conference. terms. more not the small ones, but the bigger ones with
2: teams want reps. But uh, we'll see what happens.
0: A lot of points delay.
2: All right. So conference uh, action set to begin uh, here this evening. Illinois, Chicago at Green Bay. Indiana-Purdue at the right state. Uh, We'll break them down at more. Red Heat Rage Radio Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Gabriel Mertzie throwing it down with uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, Shout out to our boy uh, Yang uh, in the pit. It's his uh, birthday. Hey, uh, happy birthday, uh, Yang! So uh, we'll try to uh, we'll try not to rage at uh, Yang today. At some point uh, during the program, I can't (laughs) promise anything. I can't. uh, I can't promise. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, yeah but, but we do. wish. not <laughs> to. Try not to. <laughs> we great. we do wish him a happy birthday. We do. Uh, Gramps. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah but it's hard for me to call him Gramps when I'm older. Yeah, he's. Than a, yeah,
0: yeah, I'm older than him too. I thought. Yeah, I'm, I got a year on Yang too, so we're Gramps. He's
2: yeah, but, uh, Gramps, uh, uh, Gramps uh, Junior. Yang, Yang's going to be a grandfather soon. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. a lot younger than me, which leads me to believe that Yang was a father at a pretty young age. <laughs> Excellent point. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Now, yes he was. <laughs> yeah. Procreation now, is Yang's
2: strength. <laughs> yeah, now he's already he's already a grandfather. Here. That's right. Uh, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's got good swimmers.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yang Yang's gonna have a whole team <laughs> soon. <Yes>. Uh <laughs> The whole team. Yang's <laughs> yeah, gonna have a whole team. But uh, shout out to Yang! Happy birthday uh, to Yang! And I swear, I, I thought it was his birthday like a couple of months ago, but I think it was his kid's huh. birthday.
3: Yeah, Maybe right. it was his son's
2: it. birthday. Like, what's yeah. the deal, Yang? Like, <laughs> how many birthdays you have, man? <laughs> yeah, you've got a birthday. Your kid's got a birthday. Like every second day, it's it's a birthday wish uh, here. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to uh, Yang. Let's bring in uh, George Kurtz uh, right now, who's, uh, I don't think it's his birthday. What's going on, George?
4: No, I can promise you it's not my birthday, and thankfully it's not. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know what? I'm not, I'm not a big birthday uh, fan myself, personally. No, they suck uh, Birthdays. Out. Well, birthdays are just, you know, you're one year closer to death, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, well, gee, thanks it. for that. <laughs> yeah, it's game. Yeah. Sunshine. Sunshine with Morenzi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's true, though. It's true. Like, birthdays would be a celebration if you went back in time. Hey, look, I, uh, yeah, I was 45, <laughs> now I'm 42. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, hey, I'm one year older. Hey, great, great. Um... But uh, all kidding aside, I heard your I uh, heard you guys promo about people having what birthday months now and birthday weeks yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, all this it's type stuff. Stupid.
0: Yeah,
3: George that and I that hate that it. Yeah,
2: it's,
4: it's a little out there, fun. right? I mean, uh, I don't I don't get it. My wife's not like that, thank God. But uh, it's my birthday week. I've heard that now. It's my birthday month is the new thing. I mean, what, you I gotta get presents thirty one days a month now, every day.
2: When you're <laughs> Are of legal, legal be nice age, to you? When you're of legal age, that's like the only time you can like you can justify that. Good point, Gabe. Hey, I can legally drink. You go on a week bender, and then, you yeah. know what, you get on with your life. But if you're an adult and you're using your birthday as an excuse to drink for a week or a month, then you're yeah. probably just an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what I told George on the show. It's something I deal with on a, on a yearly
0: basis. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the month of partying.
4: <laughs> yeah, you, you never know what we're going to talk. First, we got Yang Swimmers. Yeah, and now no. it's
2: alcoholics. You know this is
4: great. This is absolutely yeah, great. Like I don't even my,
2: my, it's optimistic hour with uh, with Marenzi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, everybody's therapy at five death. o'clock. People that celebrate their birthdays too much have drinking problems. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else uh, care to add anything?
4: <laughs> I think we could. Uh, I think I, I've been I, I smoking think too much, maybe <laughs> drinking too much coffee. You know, your heart's racing on the show. You know, Ga- the obviously cab- we're gamble holics so that's a problem. Yeah. Cab, cab's rattled right now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. No, I got some
0: bad news at the doctor today. I'm. So I just don't want to get into it with you. Long story. <laughs> long story. <clears throat>
2: oh, that's depressing. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We to a rip roaring story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's been a rough one today.
2: But uh, we 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 plow well, through though. That's why we're professional. all right. So what? You uh, no, I'm get your not, I'm stomach not, taken care of? I'm, oh, I'm not dying,
0: you know. That's that's another thing on the list. But uh, yeah, know the sleep uh, machine stuff. Uh, a lot of it's going to cost a lot, a lot more money, even though the government covers it. Uh, there's a lot of extra things that I need. Uh, yeah, and good point, Gabe. Yeah, you talk about the the golf ball thing is going to have to get uh, probably. They, they gave me a year, but I think it's going to the next couple months. It's got to come out. Really not looking forward to them uh,
2: putting a knife in my uh, stomach, but it, it's got to be done. Um. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's no, there's nothing <laughs> fun about getting cut open. <laughs> like, no, no, no. I was gonna say I've been cut open. Uh, I was gonna say though, you won't be, you won't be conscious for it anyway. So thank God. On. Yeah, I'll tell me yeah, max, max yeah. it up. Yeah, whatever it is, give me the max. Yeah, you got to do it. Like you're gonna have to take uh, take a week off or something, a week or two off. <laughs> well, okay. A week yeah. off because yeah. yeah. Well, when you do it, I'm just dating. You know, after I don't think you'll be able to cough or laugh. You know, which yeah. could be a problem. It's a big problem because you make me laugh all the time. Yeah, that's it's very true, very true. But I anyway, told you yeah. the story. It happened <laughs> yeah. to me. I had surgery, and uh, it was
5: terrible. <laughs> like, it was
2: terrible. Like, uh, so, yeah, I had the surgery, and uh, when they let me out, like, basically, they they cut you up, and they, they get you out of there right away. So it's like I wake up in the morning, and they're yeah. like, all right, you good to go? And I'm like, not really, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You know, I'm like, I guess. It's basically, you know, they got to get, you know, you're in and out, man. Somebody else has got to take the bed. So I told the doctor, I was like, man, you got to give me some pills or something. Yeah, like a lot of pills. And I told the guy, I said, listen, I've got a high threshold. All right. So, you know, I really need to get whacked out here. You're sending me on the way out here. So he really did, man. I was like, blasted. So <laughs> blasted. But he tells me, he's like, listen, it's very important. You don't come and you don't laugh. Cause I've got like three different holes. It's like a pyramid. in my, like, man, like, so I've got like you know four stitches on the bottom, four stitches on the top. That's probably what you're gonna get, Cam. It's actually very small, actually. And they said, what was, I was your my gallbladder? Oh, my gallbladder, gallbladder oh, okay. taken out. Oh boy, uh, it was pretty painful. Oh uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they stick this little camera in there and stuff. And uh, uh, so, anyways, <laughs> they tell me not to laugh or to cough. So. Or somebody picks me up, the thing they do is they hand me a big, fat blunt. And, of course, man, I start coughing. And <laughs> I'm watching TV later at night time, And I'm flicking around. And it's all, like, late-night comedy. On, and I was at my mother's house. And my mother tells me, listen, you can't laugh, so you shouldn't watch any of these, like, late-night shows. <laughs> and, uh... I told her, oh, don't worry. Like, uh, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, Jay Leno's not going to bust my gut. You know what I mean? <laughs> Excellent point, yes. Yeah, so I was like, you're going to be rolling like, on I'm the good. ground. Oh, that Leno. Yeah, was... I told her, don't worry, mom. So I'm flicking around, and of course, man, freaking Rodney Dangerfield uh, oh, came yeah. on. Beautiful. And uh, it was that stupid movie, Ladybugs, with Jack A. He's the soccer coach of a bunch of misfit teenage girls. <laughs> and. uh... Lo and behold, man! I like I busted my stomach open, like I was bleeding and stuff. Like, I had to stop watching the movie Ladybug. So, you'll be all right, Kev. Just you know, you yeah. can't you yeah. can't laugh. Oh boy, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah we'll, get well, it, we'll get through
0: segment. it. This a fun segment. Hey, could have been worse for Severino.
2: I was saying uh, there, uh, Kurtz. Uh, yeah, that's could good be worse, news for you. For you. Yeah, it could be worse. He's, uh, he's only going to oh, miss yeah. speaking, uh, a couple of weeks. <laughs> speaking of which, actually, before yeah. Cam tries to segue into baseball. Uh, <laughs>
4: speaking of which. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Ball. Uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, it was Cam's fault that Zion Williamson got hurt. Good job, Cam. Kids never played again. It's and, true. Uh, if you recall, so yesterday, we talked about the singer a Prodigy passing away. Well, passing away, he killed himself. Um So the singer of Prodigy, and then, of course, uh, Luke Perry Uh uh, yesterday afternoon. And what did I say, Cam, on the show yesterday? I said, these things come in threes, Threes. and unfortunately, somebody else will die in the next couple hours. Famous. Unfortunately, it was King Kong Bundy. Love King Kong Bundy. One One of my favorites of all time. Five. Everybody don't make him likes like Kickoff, buddy.
0: Yeah, he was great.
2: You know the, great. Uh, the the tag team, him and Big John Stud. Um, you they used to offer money like to to body slam them. You couldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie
0: Man. Uh, he actually did though, but not until he played his theme music. He, and he uh he, oh, he, yeah, they, he basically he slammed Big got John slammed. Stud and they and they stiffed him. They stiffed him. The they, got slammed the exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they got slapped all the time. Exactly. They got slapped. They got slapped, And like you said, they stiffed him. They stiffed him. <laughs> yeah. All right. So a uh, quick break. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, Severino. Interesting stuff with Sonny Gray. And you know what? I'm buying it. Sonny Gray's going to be better with Cincinnati. He's basically blaming the
1: Yankees for why he sucked uh, with the Yankees. just us <laughs> get this.
2: all right game time decisions red heat rage radio fantasy sports our radio network uh, turn it up if you can uh yeah, i know you're getting older and stuff but come on you're not soft yet george kurtz uh, with us major league baseball Regular season starts earlier than uh, than usual uh, this year. I guess they're playing a couple of games in Japan, and then the following week uh, they start for real, March 28th. Um, so uh, Severino, uh, Severino is going to miss uh, the start of the uh, the regular season. Bad news uh, beginning already as far as uh, pitchers are concerned. Clayton Kershaw in a similar uh, situation uh, right now, but uh, George. You're the resident uh, Yankee fan amongst us. And, you know, the Yankees pitching, you know, is the strength of the Yankees pitching is the bullpen. But you're going to need somebody to get the game to the fifth inning. I mean, the Yankees are sort of built on, we're not asking a lot from our starters, but, um, you know, the starters, uh, The looks like the depth is kind of thin already. And we're still uh, four weeks away from the start of the season.
4: Yeah, for those who don't know, Severino was shut down today. Uh, they're calling it inflammation in his rotator cuff, and then he'll be shut down for two weeks. Now, that's best-case scenario. If everything goes perfectly, yeah, he's back in the, eh, what, around the 20th, around the start of – actually, the technical start of the Major League Baseball season. But by the time he catches up, gets his innings in – remember, today was supposed to be his first start, so he's well behind – You're talking best-case scenario to get him back in the rotation would be mid-April, and I don't think that happens. My guess is May 1st is more the best-case scenario, and Memorial Day doesn't shock me if this thing lingers on here. They'll be very careful with Severino, and the Yankees also. Remember, CeCe Sabathia was suspended the first week of the season, that little revenge game last year against Tampa Bay where he – he took a pound, his pound of flesh for them throwing out one of the Yankees, and he's gone for the first week of the season. So the Yankees will only have three starters right now. So it'll be interesting to see how they go about putting this rotation together. I think Gio Gonzalez will be a Yankee within a week.
2: Yeah, it's I can't Paul argue George. with that. He's out there.
4: What about Dallas Keuchel? Dallas Keuchel is still on side, right? Unless I pay money. Think he... he still wants he uh, wants a multi he's not signed on a one year deal. Geo could be signed for one year. No, the yeah, Yankees yeah, don't yeah, exactly. the Yankees don't want Keiko Even for three years, the Yankees don't want Keichel.
2: Cam hates uh Cam hates Geo Gimstellus.
4: No. I wouldn't say. I think hate's a strong word. A
2: strong word. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Somebody else off sucks. the Christmas
2: card list? <laughs> You think he sucks? I I do, I
0: do. But uh, he's up and down. Now he he's pitched some good games. I remember the time I say he sucks, and then he pitches uh, like a pitcher. The then he gives up nine George, runs. <laughs>
2: yeah. I got into a big thing with Cam <laughs> it was about Gio yeah. Kinzad. Cam was like Gio's that terrible, or whatever. That night he he threw like eight innings, a uh, one one yeah. you know one hit baseball or something. <laughs> but he did struggle down the stretch after the fact. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Yankees do address this. I mean. People all say that, oh, no, you're not going to see the the reliever start, and it's not going to become a trend in Major League Baseball, but I'd be surprised if it doesn't, guys. I think we'll see that quite a lot this year, actually. I think there'll
4: be more teams than last year. I think you're going to see several. More, I think, of the... uh the low-budget teams, I don't think you'll see the Yankees, Red Sox, or T, uh, up the uh, upper echelon teams do it. But I think the lower-budget teams that really don't have five starters, which a lot of teams don't, well, I the think Milwaukee those teams Brewers are were doing
2: it in the playoffs. Exactly, in the playoffs. Tampa Bay it's worked
0: pretty, effectively pretty crazy. For most of the year. It it, it is crazy, but George and you know a lot of the big uh, name guys are really stepping up against it. Like Baumgartner says, yeah, you know I'll walk out of the stadium. That's probably not going to happen. But you know the big, <laughs> the big the big the big name guys are basically like, screw this. We can, we can't we can't
2: have this happen. They're they're very scared about it. Well, they're protecting yeah. their twenty million dollar a year contract.
0: Exactly.
4: Yes. exactly. Yes. That, that's it's what they—they they don't want to make sure that doesn't go away here. So, uh, I, I said, I don't think Bumgarner also backtracked on that. By the way, he uh, said it was a great statement. By the way, but then he he sort of uh, walked it back, saying, "Okay, I probably wouldn't do that." Da, 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 da. But uh, you know, I saw Bill the
2: Yankee. Bill Lee left the stadium once. And uh, he got cut and pretty much blackballed from baseball. <laughs> like, it's not a good idea. He went, he actually went to, the, to a bar during the game. Like, he was pissed off that the Rodney Scott got traded and, you know, it was sort of like a mutiny against the manager. And he was in the bullpen, but the thing is, he didn't think he was going to be pitching. He wasn't supposed to be pitching. He was in the bullpen, and he actually split in uniform. So imagine you're sitting in a bar watching a game on TV, and Bill Lee walks into the bar, and he's watching on TV, and they say they're calling for Bill Lee, but they can't find him. And he runs back to the stadium and stuff, and they found out he left.
4: <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> that's that's a no-no.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, he never played again. But he he was pretty much uh, he was kind of <laughs> he was washed
4: up anyway. Well, he wasn't
2: washed up, but. I mean, you're pushing your luck when you're doing that, right? I mean, if you're you're a big league player, uh, you're, you're pushing your luck. But um, another pitcher, listen, a pitcher that was on the Yankees, now he's on Cincinnati, and I'm actually kind of high on Cincinnati, but it's too bad they play in such a tough division. Listen, I don't think they're going to win a division or anything, but I think there will be a good team to bet on. They're going to be more competitive than they have been in past years. But I don't know if you saw this, George, but Sonny Gray is basically uh, stating that the Yankees insisted – that uh, he throws sliders, and uh, basically, I don't know, he's basically blaming the Yankees. Um, Not fully, he takes some responsibility, but, you know, he says that uh, the Yankees were making him throw pitches that he didn't want to throw, and it was putting him behind in counts, and he got into arguments uh, with them behind the scenes, and then he actually started not listening to them and just throwing cutters, and it was working for him. Uh, Doesn't sound like he enjoyed his time with the New
4: York Yankees. All right, let me uh, let me play devil's advocate here. So, if you look at his numbers, apparently he listened to the Yankees at Yankee Stadium on the road. He didn't listen to them because his splits are made. He was terrible at Yankee Stadium. He was fine on the road. So yeah. that I don't think I don't think that argument holds water. Once again, it seems like he had problems with Yankee Stadium. He and this was known coming into. When he, when he was traded to the Yankees, that he was a fly ball pitcher, it wouldn't work. It wasn't going to work in Yankees Stadium, which is also why it's not going to work in Cincinnati. Same problem. He gives up too many fly balls, yeah, and that similar, ballpark, the balls are going to go out. Similar park, isn't it, exactly? They're almost carbon copies.
2: So well, it's worse it's than Yankee small. Stadium. At least yeah, Yankee Stadium, even, you, can, yeah. you
4: can pitch to left center. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. get left center, but, man, in Cincinnati, it's all a bomb. Center field's a bomb. Gone. Oh, Everything's gone. So uh, I don't see how he succeeds there either. There's a reason why he was good in Oakland. Ball doesn't travel there.
2: It's a very good point. Pitchers, a lot of pitchers uh, are that, good that, in
4: Oakland.
0: <laughs>
2: that great foul toward the territory, Cam. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's
1: oh, p- yeah, Pitchers you dream
0: lie. that foul toward. Yeah, you, you dream. I, 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 that's the thing. You want to pitch in Oakland. I, I'm
2: with you that, or I would get the, a couple of pop-outs. Yeah, exactly. Like we throw these. <laughs> we throw. We you know. We would groove these pitches in. A couple of them, they would pop out. You know, they just they get yeah. under it. Whatever. Like,
0: I'm a, I'm a lefty too, Gabe. So you never know. Might might trick him, and then the next
4: one, uh, yeah, he'll get crushed. But that was ama- why it was amazing back in the uh, I'm gonna say early. Might have been the late '80s, early '90s when Carney Lansford won the uh, batting uh, batting crown, despite playing for the Oakland A's, because he had to lose not to say quite a few. But he had to uh, lose some at bats on foul pops. You know, from that old left foul territory there. That was a, it was great season yep. that Connie Lansford had.
2: No, you're you're exactly right. Um, see, I'm looking forward to the start of uh, baseball. Uh, Bryce Harper. Um, they said he set a record actually. They sold the most jerseys. Sold the most jerseys um, in 24 hours out of anyone out of any sport. Like for a new player. Now, part of this is probably because they were actually able to get the jerseys ready somehow. Because a lot of t- a lot of times there's a big demand for players, and the jersey runs out uh, right away. I remember LeBron with the Lakers. I think they started selling them before they they, 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 they were allowed to. There was something. There's always something. But a lot of hype around the Philadelphia Phillies. It's just interesting. All the, ooh, the sky is falling on baseball. Actually, suddenly people are pretty excited for the start of baseball. And I said a couple of, you know, what? So what's the date today? It's March 5th, I think. Um So if it's March 5th, what, the season starts in 23 days? We're not all that far off, guys. A little more than three weeks. Less than that if you count those
4: two games in Japan. And you think about it. All right, Yankees open up at home. Okay, that's March 28th. It is going to be a robust 26 degrees tomorrow. All right, you tell me the weather's going to change that much in three weeks, man. I'm not look, I'm not going to the stadium anytime soon, man. No time soon at all. And those are for day games. You know, the Yankees have their first three games against Baltimore at home. You don't like actually, to leave the compound, George, as it is. I have no so. problem. Yeah, I'm roughing <laughs> tomorrow night, okay? I am yeah. roughing in 26 degrees. Actually, it'll be much colder. It's going down to 14 at night. So I'm going to uh, freeze you some don't of think body weight. i parts
0: leave Brad. Uh, Kurt Stone. No, no. He, I yeah. talked to him on the weekend. As far as he gets is the driveway to, to <laughs> shovel. But then uh, sometimes he's got to take his kid to soccer. That's the only thing. Yeah, he but he loves the
2: Yankees, kid. so he's got to he get does. out to the Bronx a couple of times, right? So, does, how, how many does. how many times a year do you get out there usually?
4: <laughs> Whenever someone offers me free tickets, that's when I get out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been to City uh, City Field more than I've been to Yankee Stadium. The new yeah, City you know what?
2: Stadium. I'm uh, see so yeah, the Yankees open up against the Baltimore Orioles. They actually open up uh, with six straight home games. Pretty uh, advantageous. Wow, their schedule is pretty uh wow. It's
4: Nice. If you're a Yankee fan, wow. it's nice. They can survive yeah. without Severino for a while. First
2: nine games, Cam, Yankees host Baltimore. The worst team, like, almost yep, in the history ever. of baseball. <laughs> Outside of Miami. head, you get a three-game set with, uh, ooh, the Detroit Tigers come to town. <laughs> One of the worst teams, then, too. Yep. And then you go on the road at Baltimore. Oh, where beautiful. the stadium will be like a home game. All Yankee fans again. <laughs> Your first nine games, if you're the Yankees, are against Bal- six against Baltimore. Um, three against Detroit. Yankees, like,
4: should be should be seven and two at minimum. But then, yeah, a lot of teams are going to be like this. How many good teams are there in the American League? Yankees, Baltimore, Tampa, Cleveland. You want to throw Minnesota in there? Houston? Maybe Oakland? And yeah. you're being nice there, Minnesota and Oakland. I mean, no one's truly afraid of them, but they might be the best of right. what's left. There are many more bad teams than good teams. The Yankees aren't the only team that's going to have a schedule like this. There'll be many teams that have it. And, you know, Cam,
2: normally... I, I shy away from baseball totals that are. I ignore them even. I'm like, man, I'm not betting at 94.5 or 92.5 or 95.5. The Yankees are going to win like 107 games or something this year. It doesn't even matter they're pitching, they're going to crush it. They're going to, like Georgia yeah, State, I, yeah, the American other than the Boston League Boston games, they'll, crush, they'll smoke everybody in that division hard. So, yeah, like Tampa will give them a little bit of a problem. Tampa are a scrappy team, but. There's just so many games, man. Against like the Tigers, and the Orioles, the Blue Jays, uh, the Royals, the Rangers. Uh, you know, like George said, who's
3: good? Who's good? Houston.
2: tickets are like a hundred bucks uh, tickets are like a hundred bucks to go see the uh, New York Yankees and the Baltimore Orioles uh, Yankees home opener uh, New York Mets uh, tickets let's see I wanted to compare how much uh, cheaper are uh, tickets for the uh, for uh, for the New York Mets all right so the Mets the Mets uh, home opener57 dollars. Fifty-seven dollars. Oh, you get a Todd Fraser, WWE bobblehead against the Washington Nationals. The Nationals awesome. actually the that's um that's who the uh, the National the Mets open up with the Nationals actually. So um, yeah, Mets and uh, Nationals fifty-seven dollars a home opener. I plan on getting out to some Mets games this year just because so cheap. I mean, look, Minnesota Twins at New York Mets, I can't, six dollars. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> If That's as close as hub goes. The Jays the are going to
0: suck, and what do you think their home opener is going to be on average? Like, what
2: do you think? It'll be a hell of a lot right more, now. Uh, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you. My guess, the Blue Jays' home opener is probably like 100. I'm thinking 140. 130. Bucks.
0: It'll be the people are psychos yeah. for that. Probably even oh, yeah, more. Yeah. Like, Toronto's and then, yeah, like and, then, and then you go to you know what the best is George uh, g- Gabe? You go to game two or three and it's half the price or less. So like, yeah, well, you just want to be there day one, like, come on. I go I go to three games for the price of one, maybe four. Yeah, a lot right. of fans are like that, uh, though. They
4: like, they like the pop and circumstance of opening yeah, day. They
0: do. They do.
2: Oh wow okay. Cam. No. People are off the blue jay bandwagon. Uh, under a hundred? Twenty four dollars.
5: That's crazy.
2: <laughs> that's crazy talk. Uh, I say that's off the bandwagon. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> These opening yeah. day used to be two hundred bucks plus. I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like good seats are like you know two hundred bucks and stuff. Yeah, down to yeah. Bottom. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, twenty dollars. I don't even know where that is. They're lying. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's in the Let's it's see. in the, the nosebleeds.
2: Five hundreds. Yeah, Pop but it I'm looking at nosebleeds. Fifty five bucks and crap. It's like in
4: the lobby that. of the hotel.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: yes.
2: You know what, actually, George, you can see, uh, if you can see from the hotel rooms, but there's also there's a bar up there, and you don't need a room at the hotel. I, I used to go. When, remember when the Bills were playing in Toronto? I watched a couple of games up there. I watched the game with uh, Old Man from Boston up there against the Falcons. It's pretty cool because, like, it's like it's basically like you're, It's like you have a private suite. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't get the sound because there's glass. But it's like you're in you're in the stadium basically, and it was pretty cool because you're in a bar and they had the other games on too, so it's a pretty pretty good experience. But um, um, yeah, tickets uh, looks like the 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 uh, the Jays, man. Like you said, Cam, they used to be one of the hottest tickets. Uh, we'll see what happens. But maybe people are fed up. Maybe people are fed up, and I know some people are like they're not going to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, gets in there. Where was uh,
4: George in the mock drafts and stuff? Where's uh, Vlad Junior going? You know, and uh, I've done, I've done one, one live draft and about three or four mocks uh, that'll be published somewhere. And he was always going around three. He slipped to round five today. Yeah, I wonder if now people are realizing, Well, he's not going to be called up till, you know two weeks into the season, three weeks at the earliest. What if something happens and now he's not up till May, he's missing a sixth of the season. But uh, today was the first time I saw him fall further than round three. Once again, it could just be an aberration. One, draft, one mock doesn't mean anything. But I wonder, once again, if that's what's going on here. People are realizing, listen, I can't take somebody in round three when I know he's going to miss the first 20 games of the season.
0: I'm just waiting to see how the, the Jays are going to screw this one up. They're already talking about, oh, he's not ready for Major League Baseball. They've already commented about liars. His, he's They're a little lies. bit of bigger of a guy, like you know, it's a, a little bigger. Guy, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's
4: a defensive end. <laughs> he's, well, got the every biggest, re- he's, he's got the biggest. He's got the got biggest girth. rear end I've ever seen on a baseball player. Yeah, so did his old man. That's where not he gets the power. Yeah, that's hey, right. Yeah. Power in the rear, like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's but right. There's the no way he stays
0: at their
2: base. His father was never in shape either. Well, like his father was in better shape than he was, so he was a little yes. thinner. But yeah. like, but his father was stating, like, his father didn't, um, Vladimir never hit the weight room or anything. Like, it was just sort of natural. And same thing. He had, like, sort of skinny legs, skinnier arms, but big hips and a big ass. And, you know, big, thick thighs, too. You know, so you get, get that power, uh, get the power out of there. But, um, all right, so we got NHL hockey. Uh, tonight, New York Islanders it was a nice night when they roughed up uh, Tavares uh, last week but things have uh, fallen apart Uh, since the Islanders have done a nice job of digging down deep and and not, you know, collapsing you know, Trotz has talked about the backbone that this team plays with they're going to have to start to show it a little bit, Um, you know what they still still have a six point
4: cushion but uh, things are getting real now for the Islanders they certainly are. I mean, uh, listen, the Toronto game wasn't the uh, beginning of this uh downtrend. They were playing poorly before that. That West Coast uh, you know, that Canadian West Coast trip seemed to really hurt this team. Lost to Calgary twice when they came back at home. Also Edmonton, uh they did beat Vancouver, but they were outplayed. And then uh, I think they showed a lot of emotion, maybe spent too much emotion to beat Tavares, beat the Maple Leafs, lost to the Capitals the next day. Did not look good against the Flyers, not a great team on Sunday. They got back-to-back games against Ottawa, Tuesday and Thursday. They got to take care of business, no excuses here. But there's, uh, like so many teams in the NHL, there's flu and stomach viruses running through that clubhouse of the Islanders now. Several players, including maybe the entire fourth line, may not play tonight. And you can make a very easy argument, guys, that fourth line is their best line. It's true. Yeah, they worked their ass off. Uh, hey, George, I was going to say, uh,
0: when we're doing the weekend show, the bane of our existence is two teams screw screw us, our parlays the most, Florida. If Columbus doesn't beat New Jersey tonight, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. This team looks like they're close to implosion. After they uh, they t- they were tied with the Jets, they gave up a late goal. They were, almost looked like they wanted to kill each other and Tortorella. Now they're laying, like, what, two, 240, 250 against the Devils tonight? It's a must win for the Jackets, too, after salvaging their future with all the guys they picked
4: up. Think about how much pressure is on Columbus after all the trades they made. And they've given away future, right? I mean, they've given away massive picks, a lot of prospects. You know you're not going to have an apparent next year. You know Bobrovsky's gone next year. And now you may not even make the playoffs now. You haven't won a game since. I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, does anybody survive this? Tortorella's got to be gone. Hell, a GM may have to go after what happened here because they won't be good for a couple of years anyway. If I'm the owner, I'd be downright pissed. If they don't, uh, if they don't turn this thing around, they have to beat Jersey tonight. That being said, Cam, uh, they cost me money on Saturday. You know, you and I both had them against Edmonton. That didn't work out. I am not touching it tonight. They should destroy New Jersey, but I don't trust yeah. them. Yeah.
2: As far as the Islanders are concerned, too, uh, zero for ten on the power play, George, in their last five games, the big yeah. problem. And uh, the Ottawa Senators, seventeen for eighteen. 17 for 18, killing, uh, killing penalties. It's not going to be an easy game for the Islanders tonight. You mentioned all the, all the, um, all the injuries, um, injuries, sicknesses, and everything else in between. It's a dangerous game, especially against a team like Ottawa, that uh, that's playing with house money right now. They got a new coach. They snapped their seven-game losing streak. They beat Florida. I mean, Ottawa, Ottawa doesn't have any pressure. The Islanders are the ones under the pressure. It's a tough spot, tough spot for the Jackets, too, because they're under pressure. But that power play for the Islanders is really killing them right now.
4: And it has for most of the season. I mean, I don't want to be the negative Ned here, but the Islanders have been doing it with mirrors most, se- most season long. They've outplayed teams. They've outcoached teams. What did, what did it tell you at the deadline when Lou Lamorello didn't do anything? He didn't do anything. Tell, tells me he doesn't think they're good enough. There, That's what it tells me, too, that he knows his team has been doing it with mirrors and not one player. Even if he could choose the one player, he could, I could have Mark Stone. He knows that not one player was going to change this. So that's what it tells me, that he didn't want to uh, give up any future assets when he knows, even if we got Stone, We're still, eh, maybe we're a second-round knockout instead of a first-round knockout. That's what that tells me that Lou didn't want to spend that. And uh, I, I think Lou's right, mind you. As an analyst, I think he's right. As an Islander fan, I'm like, really? You can't add something to help this team? Because as much as you, you and I know it, don't you think the players in the locker room know it as well? You know, oh, man, we didn't add anybody. I mean, Barry Trotz, oh, we did add. We got Ladd back. We got Hickey back. Yeah, yippee. You know, who the hell cares about those? So they've done nothing. So I think uh, the players feeling it, too. We didn't add anybody. They needed a, They needed more than one scorer, but they certainly needed one, a winger. Scoring winger, especially on the power play, badly.
2: Yeah, but it was a realistic uh, realistic decision. And, you know, they, they he, Lou doesn't want to give something up just to get bounced in the first round, right? Um, we talked about it, which they stated even with the arena, if they if they play in the second round, they'll play there. <laughs> yeah. If it was pretty much, yeah, if if they play. But uh, big big game tonight. Uh, one team that's been flying under the radar. You talk about Columbus all we want. Uh, Don Cherry's bunch of jerks. The Carolina Hurricanes, eight and two in the last ten games, uh, taking on the Boston Bruins, who are the hottest team in the National Hockey League right now. Twelve zero and four since January the nineteenth. I could buy into Boston going to the Stanley Cup. Um, you know, they play they play playoff-style hockey, laying minus 147 tonight against Carolina. Uh, big game tonight. Uh, fun game, actually. Canes have been a big surprise this year.
4: Well, I want to see the Canes win because I want to see the next uh, celebration. Did you see? I know I talked to him about it on Sunday. They don't only you, do it at home. I thought they are at home tonight. They're not? No, no. It's no in they're Boston. on the road. I'd oh, like damn. Do it in Boston and beat him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting if they did that. But did you see their celebration Saturday? Don
2: Cherry's Bruins. No, what did they do Saturday?
4: They had uh, Evander Holyfield come out into the ice wearing a Canes jersey with real boxing gloves, and they had uh, one of the Cane <laughs> players, Martinuk. They, you know, they act like they are in a boxing match. Of course, Holyfield knocks him out. Martinuk falls to the ground. You know, Spread Eagles out cold. And then they like. Uh, I don't know, like a figure in old movie. the The cane police, they come out. With the, uh ambulance guys come out. They did, they literally drag. Him, they take him by his skates and drag him off the ice, out cold, like he's just, like he's just dead. It was it was funny. It was fantastic. Loved what they did. I mean, the, it's inventive. I, I'd like to know how much they had to pay Holyfield to do this, but it was fantastic. But
2: <laughs> well, he's got a lot of kids, so uh, probably probably not much. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's right.
4: <laughs> He's got to do what he has to do for money.
2: Yeah,
0: hey, I got no problem with it. I think Carolina might be a live dog tonight. But you're right, Morency. Boston scares me big time, and they've done this without Pasternak too, just showing you how dangerous this team is. Like Boston's top line is just impeccable, like one of the best in the league. They're playoff ready too. They're not. They're not afraid of anybody in the East.
4: Oh, they're afraid of Tampa Bay. Don't get yourself. But uh, uh, everyone's everyone's Tampa afraid of Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, everyone talks Tampa Bay. They got to still do it, man. This is like I know, I know they're ever low. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. We've seen this guy's gag before, George. You know he seems willing to do
2: <laughs> Only two hundreds, It's rare. I'm used to seeing minus three fifty every night. Too low. Minus two hundred hosting the Winnipeg Jets uh, this evening.
4: Uh, I mean, the fully rested Jets have been an up-and-down team of late. Tampa's the play pro- tonight. I'm going over. All right, I think, I think goals Six are coming a half. in this game. I'm going over. I think goals are coming. I know a Lightning can score. And I think they get three Man, or four. I, they get more than half of what I need. I mean, the Jets can score as well.
2: Almost every game tonight, There's a, not every game, but a lot of them, there's big numbers. I mean, I know. if you look... Um, Columbus are big road favorites um, in Newark against the Devils. The Islanders are minus three freaking 35, which is insane. Ottawa's the play in that game. Yes, you I know, take Ottawa first. You, if you lose, you lose. But, you know, the numbers, are, it's too crazy. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are minus 185. Tampa, minus 200. Nashville, minus 200. Uh, Dallas are minus 200. Colorado are minus 240. Arizona, yeah. minus 155. Like, I like Arizona. Big, big, big numbers tonight. You're but right, like One
4: Gabe. thing, it's in net for tonight for Boston, not Rask. That's somewhat of a surprise. I like
0: Carolina. They're going to be my dog. And uh, Gabe, I think two little favorites we can look at. Montreal needs points. Laying a buck 40 at LA. That's possible. And Arizona's been great at home. Yeah, I, that's actually a good price for the Coyotes. All the rest of them are crazy. You're right. Like, how do you lay that
4: with Colorado, George? These guys lost to Anaheim the
0: last game. Like, two two sixty. Yeah. Give me a break.
4: I remember, Cam. I remember they lost to Anaheim. I hate that. Remember quite well because Sunday didn't go well.
2: I used to like. Is Kerry Price playing tonight?
6: Yeah, uh, it says checking. He
4: has, He's it got says the price. It, price is confirmed. He is playing. Price is in. He is confirmed. Yes.
2: Ever. That's big. Montreal have had problems in Los Angeles in the past. They have. But uh, the Kings are in a free fall right now. All right, we'll uh, we'll be right back. We'll wrap things up
1: with George Kurtz on the other side.
2: We've got a couple of minutes left here with George Kurtz, going through the NHL card here this evening. Uh, Ten games uh, on the slate. I think we got some live dogs. I'm going to fire off a poll question. I'll ask people who they think the uh, the best live dog of the night good, is. Good question. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Winnipeg a lot of live dogs. Winnipeg are a capable team. I mean, Winnipeg can play they with are. Tampa, but like you said, George, uh, Winnipeg are an up and down team that. They really happen been a team that I basically just ignore too, Cam. I can't pick check games. Like I four or I problem for I, me.
0: I will say this and to George's point, like Columbus outplayed Winnipeg in that game. They just they were very, very unlucky. Wheeler was good. He had four goals. But I will tell you this, Debrowski Tampa sucked. Bay Yeah, Debrowski was horrible. If Tampa Bay wants to play this game, they'll murder Winnipeg tonight. I think I'm gonna put the I don't want to we talked about this money
2: line parlay, but I think Tampa is, will win by two plus goals tonight. We can get the New York uh the the New York Islanders are minus three twenty right now, the Senators are plus two sixty, uh, Minnesota Wild are plus one fifty five. I'd like a little bit. Uh, I'd like a little bit more there. I like a little bit more, but though I think the Wild can hang with the Preds, and uh, I got to tell you, the Devils, man, Devils at home, a lot of pressure on the Jackets, like you guys talked about. <laughs> devils score a first first goal or two. <laughs>
4: They're going to crypto sticks, Snyder. Plus 210
6: with a home
2: team. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I still can't do it. I, I like the uh, Coyotes tonight at home against the Ducks. Ducks don't score goals. Oh, so do I. So I, like, I, I like the Yotes. And yeah, they're not a dog, George.
2: No, that's the thing. They're not a dog.
4: We're looking uh, for dogs. dogs,
0: George. I like Carolina. I
2: Carolina's a small bluech game. I like I like
0: Carolina as a small pooch. I think you're on to I think you're on to something there too. And Minnesota lo- deserves a long hard look. Those Nashville Minnesota games. The last game they played went to a shootout. Very very tight con- contested game. You can't lay two hundred with the Preds.
2: George Kurtz. All right, uh, George. So uh, it's always a pleasure. And uh, always, yeah, always a
4: pleasure. The, uh, Thank you for the emotional uplift of uh, all the medical treatments in yeah. the first segment. Always fun. Yeah,
2: far. we're going under the knife, buddy. We'll make you appreciate your, your family life more now. You'll be like, God. <laughs> <top, top.
4: laughs> yeah, look at these idiots." Yeah, ideas. it's true. Be good, guys.
2: All right, thanks, George. George Kurtz. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio continues. news, 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 news. news, 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 news. news, news, news.
0: You know what our dog was, Gabe? We missed our dog. It was in the Champions League. Real Madrid are done. Ajax smoked these guys 4-1 today, 5-3 on aggregate. Ajax Amsterdam was our dog. We missed it the Kansas City Chiefs want to stay, uh, Mr. Speed to stay in KC. KC have begun working out a potential record to set uh, receiver Tyreek Hill up for a long time to come. The Chiefs have been working on getting their finances in order by franchise tagging D. Ford and reportedly making pass rusher Justin Houston available for trade for the rest of the league. Hill on fire last year, 1,479 yards receiving, 14 touchdowns, a punt return touchdown. The Chiefs leading the NFL in total offense and points last year, and the 5-foot-10 burner uh, is also a free agent in two 2020. He's uh, been to three straight Pro Bowls. The current top contract for a wide receiver is Odell Beckham Jr. with the New York Giants, five years, $90 million. In a non, uh, surprise non-move, the Giants have informed safety Landon Collins. He will not be franchise tagged. The Giants allowing him to walk out the door. A lot of teams are interested. Three-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro in 2016, defensive captain, missed only five games in four years and 25 years old. Giants Nation very, very upset about this move. They wanted him to stick around in New York. The Patriots will not use the franchise tag on Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, or Steven Goskowski. All three were candidates to receive the tag. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers reaching a three deal with left tackle Jonathan's worth $41.25 million dollars Yankees. It Louis Severino scratch from today's spring staining start with shoulder discomfort, but the pinstripes breathing a sigh of relief. It could have been worse, but the right-handers only going to be shut down two weeks. Best case scenario after MRI revealed an inflamed rotator cuff. Could have been a lot worse. Severino will receive an injection and anti-inflammatories before resuming his throwing program. It's like unlikely he's going to pitch opening day now for the pinstripes. Bryce Harper wasting no time to recruit a new face to Philly. The Philly star letting it be known he's planning to push LA Angel star Mike Trout to join him in the city of brotherly love when Trout it's reaches free agency next year. Yeah, it, it, good point. Hey, sounds up. like sounds like tampering to me, and I, I, I think the Yankees are going to say, "Hey, Mister Trout, how's this uh, open checkbook here?" So I don't think I don't know. I, I know he's from the Philadelphia area, Gabe, but I still think Trout will be a New York Yankee when everything's said and done, and not a Philadelphia Philly. The tw- uh, Twins, Miguel Sano, expected out till May after going uh, a foot procedure. It's the latest setback for Sano, who struggled at the dish in 2018. Uh, he missed a lot of time in 71 games last year. Rough season, hitting only 199 with 13 home runs. The New York Mets hiring ESPN baseball analyst Jessica Mendoza to their front office. Uh, the new gig uh, with the Mets will not affect her Sunday night job. Also, uh, the Mets very busy this week hiring former players Al Leiter and John Franco along with Mendoza. LeBron says uh, no way he's going to be shut down, after Monday's loss to the Clippers. The Lakers slip, slip, sliding away. Five and a half games behind the Spurs for the final final playoff spot. LeBron says they're not giving up. 18 games to make up the difference. Not likely, but he is not going to be shut down. At the Combine, former Alabama defensive lineman Quinnen Williams ran a fastest 40-yard dash among 300-pounders with a smooth 4.83 game. How did he do it? Oreo cookies, the key to his success. He says he plowed Oreos in the morning for breakfast. See, so who cares about our salads and kale and broccoli? Oreos, getting it done for players going to the next level. Hey, three people convicted in a paper per play scheme aimed at steering recruits to Adidas sponsorships. These guys have been sentenced to multiple months in prison former Adidas executive James Gatto business manager Christian Dawkins a Merle Code convicted of conspiracy to commit wire fraud in October for funneling illegal payments to families of recruits from schools Louisville, Kansas and North Carolina State prosecutors say coaches teamed up with the Adidas executive and others to trade hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes to influence the athletes to choice of schools, footwear agents, tailors, so what's next for the coaches? none of These guys have been indicted today but maybe they'll be next NHL meetings, GMs drafting a provision which players who lose their helmet during a play must immediately go to the bench or face a penalty the league also looking at making helmets mandatory during warm-ups before the games nearly a year after a bus crash left 16 dead and another 13 injured the last Humboldt broncos player has been released from the hospital great news morgan gobel's family announced on monday he's going to be released after a 333 day hospital stay six games in the wow. nba hardwood tonight yeah no crazy stuff Chicago at Indiana, Pacers 7, 219. Orlando at Philly, Sixers minus 3.5, 223.5. Oklahoma at Minnesota, Timberwolves minus 1, 236. Houston at Toronto, good one. Toronto is a three-point fave, 228. Portland minus six at Memphis, over under 216. And Boston at Golden State, the late game, laying 7, 228. We got NCAA hoops action tonight, Gabe, and Duke star Zion Williamson will not play tonight. Duke still a 26-point favorite against Wake Forest tonight. Stick around, everybody. More Red Heat and Rage Radio coming up on on the network. Stick around.
1: Game time decisions.
2: Game time decisions. Ready, great radio. Level two begins. And Gabriel Moretzi. Short Cursa joined us uh, in level one. Big man on campus uh, will join us. In the third hour of the program, a.k.a. Level 3, we'll run the gauntlet um, in the 5 o'clock hour here. Take a look uh, at the NBA card, actually, uh, tonight. Some big games uh, in the NBA. I fired off uh, the poll question. I asked you guys on Twitter, at SportsRage, uh, who is the best dog bet tonight in the National Hockey League? Hashtag sports betting. Uh, We've gotten 21 responses um, in the last uh, three minutes and uh, 52% say the Winnipeg Jets at plus 170 are the uh, the best bet. Oh, up to 31 uh, responses right now, 31 votes. So uh, 23% say Devils plus 210. 19% say Wild plus 155 versus the Preds. 52% say the Winnipeg Jets plus 170 versus Tampa. Just 6% say the Ottawa Senators plus 260 versus the Islanders and... That only confirms even more for me, Cam, that that one's flying under the radar that much. Yeah, fading the the public (laughs) with the viewer poll
0: question. (laughs) Exactly. No, I I, I looked at Winnipeg too. I just think it's a better spot for uh, Tampa Bay tonight. And I'm with you. If you look at the big dogs on the card, Uh, I'll tell you one thing. If the Islanders beat uh, Ottawa, it's probably going to be very, very tight. I'm also looking at Ottawa at plus one and a half. If I can get plus money, the Islanders shouldn't be minus 315. No way. George even talked about it. Guys have uh, flu bugs and stuff no thanks I don't lay that t- the type of style that they play too very very tight tight style you know they don't score a lot of goals either eh, except for when they play Toronto Ottawa I, I think you're really 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 barking up the right tree there with that with that play and I also liked your other one I'm actually going to consider Minnesota, Minnesota as well. wild yep I think I think both of the big dogs you mentioned have a chance
2: I'm going to play all four I'll play all four and uh Listen, two of them win, it'll be a nice little profit. If one of them wins, it'll be sort of a break-even, lose a little bit. Three of them win, then ooh, a big, big night. But honestly, I'm looking, I don't know. I mean, the Ottawa Senators uh, just fundamentally getting plus 260 in hockey. I don't take the old plus 260 in in some sports. Like, oh, they might win. I'm not taking bets just because it's plus 260, but hockey... Man, most of these games are one-goal games to begin with. And like you said, you just aren't good enough to be blowing teams out. I know they beat up on the Leafs that, 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 that night, but that was sort of a that was different. Know, weird circumstances. That was different
0: circumstances. Yeah. They waited for that game. They expended a lot of energy. That was on, on their calendar. The Leafs were toast before that game even started. The Islanders
2: ha- were so, so ready to go. I like the no-name sense, Kev. New coach, yeah. no name. Guys just playing. They're playing loose. They're having fun. They enjoyed beating Florida. They're coming in here with no pressure. There's a lot of pressure on the Islanders. Uh, Islanders, fourth line, all beat up. They got a flu going around the team. They got guys with concussions. They're beat up. I think the Senators are a live dog. Tampa, I don't like messing with Tampa, but the Jets are a damn good team. You get plus 170 with them. They are The Wild and the Prats, to me, I mean, actually just go to overtime. And the Devils, plus 210. That's a big leap of faith in but they're on their home ice.
1: like CBJ. Juice is high. <laughs>
2: Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports, our radio network. Thanks to George Kurtz for joining us on the program. Big Man on Campus will join us later. And earlier this morning, we spoke. Uh, we spoke some Arizona Cardinal, Tyler Murray, NFL draft, uh, football, uh, with the beat writer uh, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Actually, so it's uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll play you that in the in the five forty uh, hour from the uh, the uh, the morning after. Uh, we've, you know, we've got some great guests, actually, on, on the show. We've been more business this week, more NFL stuff, NFL Combine stuff. And, you know, Brian Baldinger yesterday, uh, Bob Bob, Bob McMinnan, uh today uh, joined us on the show. And, you know, to be honest, I you know, Cam, you'll hear him. What we really liked about this guy, he was the most honest reporter I think we've ever had on the show before. Or I've ever spoken to. Like, you know, like, it always pisses me off. I always tell you, I'm like... You know, like the mock drafts in this team. I'm like, man, GMs aren't yeah. telling anyone anything, and GMs don't even know who they're taking. So he covers Arizona and he goes, Guys, I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs> That's great. He goes, I don't want. know. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I don't know what they're gonna do. And he goes, quite frankly, he goes, I don't think they know what they're gonna do. And it's true. I don't Arizona doesn't know what they're gonna do yet. Just because ESPN, oh yeah, yeah, it's confirmed. Oh, he's going first all Arizona. It's a lot of things. Like you got to trade Josh Rosen. You got to make a decision. Like there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of balls in the air here, and a lot of things can happen. But I don't believe for a second that they've made their mind up officially. One million thousand percent that they're doing it. He hasn't even had his pro day yet, and a lot of things can happen between now and the NFL draft camp. And as you know, it's still two months away. Another thing that I don't like what's happened,
0: and I'm not even like a Josh Rosen fan. I'm a Seattle Seahawks. That's my team. Arizona's in our division. I don't like what Kurt Warner and uh, this so-called the uh, GM says about this guy's a third stringer. We talked to It about it. What 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 has he done to say? Oh well, yeah, third rounder, a not third stringer. Yeah, third round talent. Like it's it, it's absolutely crazy. Like yeah, third round talent. No. That's ridiculous. And why, Kurt Warner, when you played for this team, would you want to throw these guys under the bus? And when they're trying to get draft value for them, if they do make a deal, you'll get less draft value for it. It's just to me, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And uh, you know, I'm not even I'm not even a huge Josh Rosen guy, game. I just think it's unfair, and ridiculous. That guy's gonna have a chip
2: on his shoulder, man. A lot to prove. A lot. Crazy things have happened to him, and we haven't even been, uh, had the draft yet. Well, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that teams will be jumping over each other. Yeah. To give a third round pick for Josh Rosen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're getting a ninth for overall sure. pick in the draft last year. Yeah. They do they traded up five spots to get him. Yeah, they, yeah, they got they went up to t- yeah, so they, like, they went yeah. five spots to ten to get him,
0: and now you're telling me he's a third he's a third rounder? No, he's not. He's he's I think he's first round. He hasn't improved, and, and that last year dude, too. What what the hell? They played with half, half a deck. You know what I mean? Arizona had a lot of issues at a lot of positions there, Morant. You know that, and uh, he had he didn't really get a fair shake. So. Yeah, I think like I like the worst probably, offensive line. Actually, they, that's fill. another great point. Yep, they did. The Giants had a bad line. Arizona had a bad line. So it's not a real fair assessment of Josh Rosen that early into his career. I think if uh, you know what I mean, you get uh, you say people are saying third rounder, second rounder. If I'm a team, I'm 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 definitely making a pitch for this guy. If, if they're talking third rounder, teams will be lining up to make a third round pitch for a guy like Rosen. That's a no
2: brainer. Well, if it's a third rounder, then it changes everything. Because teams could afford to get him as a backup, even right? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Yeah, we have a quarterback, but you know, we can get Josh Rosen for a third rounder. It'd be stupid not to." It's like buying a stock. Sort of like remember last year, like the the Packers swooped in and grabbed Deshaun Kaiser. Say what you will about McCarthy, but he was smart. He's like, yeah. oh, "You guys don't want him, huh? You just took him in the first round. We'll take him." <laughs> like, yep. and want to bury this kid at 22 years old? Go ahead. And similar situation here with Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen doesn't blow. Arizona blew last year. The team sucked. They hired a coach that they fired already. They fired their offensive coordinator. They had no wide receivers. They had, everyone was injured. They had, they started 10 different combinations at the offensive line. I saw Warren Sharp tweeting today that, uh, and Rosen's games that he played, he actually played against like, like some of the top defense and top DBs. Like, basically, Rosen couldn't buy a break. Like, nothing went his way. From the schedule to the coaching that? scene to, like, the players he was with. Like, the kid was up against it. And, <laughs> you you'll hear in the interview, the guy in Arizona said, you know, and Rosen got the living crap kicked out of him a few times on the road and stuff. Yeah. Never complain. No body. No bad body. Like, all this stuff, oh, he's a bad kid. He doesn't get along with people. It's all garbage. Like, he gets these. He's fine. You know what I mean? He's a cocky California quarterback. Boo-hoo. They all are. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, and I'm absolutely with you. And you, that that's another thing
0: people didn't look at it. The teams that they played, sure in the division. Think about it. The Rams' defensive line. You got Aaron Donald, those guys. Seattle still has killers at the linebacker position. Their game at home, Gabe, when he was just starting to get better, Bears. There's defense, you talk about it, like you look at ding, 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 up and down the list, there was no cream puffs, This wasn't Tom Brady in New England going, oh yeah, okay, yeah, we get, uh, you know, this division all the time, like they had some really, really tough games, he's a rookie quarterback, and they put him in a position to fail, and I think that uh, other coach, he didn't even get a fair shake too, remember when we went to the podium and said, like, oh yeah, you guys going to fire me? Yeah, well, they, they did fire you, he didn't even have a chance, it was absolutely crazy what uh, no, the Cardinals ran it. their show,
2: it's stupid. I would have given him one more year, the coach too, yeah, at the least Wilkes guy would have given him another yeah. year.
0: Yeah, they would think, come on, man. Got to give him a chance. They fired They fired him so quick. It's, it's ridiculous. But, yeah, hey, yeah, man, I'm with you. If, if Rosen, if the hoppers are there, and if he comes a third rounder, teams could do so many things with that guy. It could be an absolute steal. I still believe he could be a good quarterback, too.
2: You know, the thing is, Arizona are an erratic franchise. And I don't say that in a negative way, but... They're, they're difficult to predict. I mean, nobody thought, you know, they hired the David Wilkes guy and then they throw him under the bus after one year. Nobody saw them hiring Cliff Kingsbury, right? So it's not like above them, Cam, like to do something extreme again. You know what I mean? Like they could flip Rosen. Like the, the thing with Arizona is they seem to change their mind a lot. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. And if you're a business or you're, you're an organization, you need a plan. You know, if you don't have a plan – and you're just sort of... You can you can operate on the fly if you're already successful. Right? You know, you can operate on the fly and just deal with each crisis as it comes. Sort of like the UFC and Dana White. You know what I mean? Like, they're flying high. They deal with a bunch of crap on a daily basis. But they, they put a the fire out. They move on. And, you know, it, it, it works out for them. But if you're a crappy organization, you can't just work on the fly. And that's what Arizona seems to do. Like... You know, like what's your deal? Like, you know, what I mean you've got David Johnson. You couldn't get him the football last year. You gotta work on your offensive line. That's not Josh Rosen's fault. If you had Tom Brady on that team, he would have gotten killed too.
0: I agree hundred percent. Uh yeah, even, even even the other position, like Seals Jones was supposed to have a breakout year. No. Larry Fitzgerald did the best he can, but you know, he he's, he's an older guy. Christian Kirk didn't really seem like, uh, the move that they should, that, that they should have picked Gabe. You're absolutely right. They had the problems on the offensive and defensive lines more than anything. And, uh, Johnson's been basically a fantasy stud that was a locked first or second pick into the draft of people falling all the way down to between 8 and 10. No, it's 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 crazy. These guys panic. They don't see things kind of in the long term and I wonder what's going to happen with Rose. I, I actually with, with, with Cliff Kingsbury though uh, as what you said before, I believe the same thing. Even though Bose is like, don't pass up on me. You're going to regret it or whatever. I think Cliff Kingsbury loves Kyler Murray so much. They will take him knowing somebody else aka the Raiders will take him in the four position if they don't. I think they're just going to say, you know, it's Murray time and it's been a slice, Josh.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's how it's going to play out too. My 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 guess, my belief is they are going to take him first overall. It's just it's too perfect. You know, like Cliff Kingsbury recruited him. Cliff Kingsbury's running the that offense. He's got a guy that runs his offense. The only thing is with guys that, oh, he's a perfect fit for the offense, is, I swear, man, when when Chip Kelly went to San Francisco after Harbaugh left, man, you figured, dear God, like, you got Chip Kelly and, and Colin Kaepernick, you're going to have Colin Kaepernick and a Chip Kelly sort of organ duck system, he's going to kill it, right? And look, he ended up losing his job to Blake Gabbard. And yep. you look, Nick Foles... Nick Folescap and Chip Kelly's system threw 27 touchdown passes and two interceptions. Had a great year. You would figure, what the hell is this? I know, it's Rick. gabe got an interview with Rick Flair. Coming
1: Where
6: do I begin? Learning the talk again. Can't you see I've waited long
2: enough? All right, we'll double Where check, do check I if, uh, going to uh, double check and confirm what's the status for Paul George this evening. I believe, I don't know, he's questionable uh, for tonight, which I don't think he's going to be playing because the point spread is, uh, the pair spread is one, and I'm looking right now, and I see, oh, God, he's still questionable. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Nothing's ever easy, man, in the NBA.
5: <laughs>
4: nope.
2: No, leave it to the last I minute take, I want to take Oklahoma City Thunder uh, tonight. I think, uh, I think uh, they're in a good spot uh, to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, this evening, but... You know, Paul George is one of the best players in the NBA, so I don't really don't want to mess with it. Damn right. If uh, Paul George isn't going to be playing, he's questionable. I'll assume since the uh, point spread is uh, what what it is. But um, interesting slate of games tonight in the Association. Uh, Chicago at Indiana. Uh, Chicago have been a uh, stone cold over over the last couple of games. Let me see how many games. Uh, let's see uh, overs over Chicago Bulls. Actually, so it's just basically when they play the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> no defense. <laughs> one, two, three. Atlanta's uh, three been a nice little bet. three one they and one. Covering numbers. It's actually five one and one to the over the Bulls in their last six games. Five overs, one push, uh, one under uh with the uh the Chicago Bulls. And you know what's interesting? The the Pacers aren't really thought of as an on a on a an offensive team really. But Cam, they've been playing to the over as well. And in fact, they're five and one to the over in their last six games. They've been playing with quite a flow against Orlando, 229 points, 237 points against Minnesota. Uh 21, that was the under against Alice. Uh, two twenty-two against Detroit. That went over. Washington, 119, 112, that went over. New Orleans, they got to 237. I'm starting to buy into the over of this uh this Bulls and Pacers game this evening. I hope the pace is good in the Pacers game because I'm going to be betting yep. the over. 200 points.
0: And that's the thing when you're looking at Pacer games too. When you know when I'm putting these updates and you look at the totals game, uh, they're one of the lower end teams uh, with, with their totals too. You get a lot of, you know, Two twelve and a half, two two sixteen and a half, or like other games, we're looking at teams with no offense. 236 and a half, 238 two thirty eight, two thirty nine, things like that. Like I look at the Pacers, uh, a lot of still reputation is based on the defense. But you're saying if they're opening it up there, and I'll tell you one thing: the Bulls don't play much D. So I think you might be onto something. That's a good. Uh, you're sniffing around there, and I think uh,
2: I think you found something. Yeah, they, they all sound good before the game starts. My Pacers sounding like uh, sharp tonight. <laughs> Which leads us into so you got Orlando and Philadelphia. Listen, Orlando have been good as an underdog, and they're bad in these. Um, they're bad when they're supposed to win a game, and you saw they lost to the Knicks, they lost to the Bulls, uh, they lost to another bad team the other night actually too. Um, Orlando are a strange team, but Cam, they played well against good teams? My deal is three and a half points just is not enough points for me to take them at Philadelphia tonight. I'm going to pass on the Orlando game. Last Passing time I took on the match.
0: Orlando, they were uh, I think it was a, it was a short number two and then they came back to beat Golden State outright. They actually played well, Gabe. I know those numbers look short, but that's kind of, that's it's there for a reason because I, I think you believe that they can win the game. I know you're not getting a lot, but three and a half against Philadelphia, Orlando wins these type of games. So, you know, I, I but I like that where
2: you're going. If you don't feel it, pass it. No need to bet it if you don't like it. Uh, which leads us in to the Toronto Raptors. Well, I got to tell you, the Raptors seem to be on TV every night. It yeah, yeah, <laughs> was funny. They're popular. Raptors never all of a on TV. Like, yeah, man, they're, they're the TV game year. of the night again. Again tonight. So, um, they get the Houston Rockets uh, tonight. Houston beat them the last time they played. Uh, one twenty-one, uh, one nineteen. The total was identical, two twenty-eight, and it went over uh, the number. Uh, looking at this game here tonight, I'm sort of tempted by the uh, by the over. I think there will be quite a quick pace to this basketball game tonight, but um, I think the Raptors win this game tonight, Ken. Although I'm always wrong. I said I would never bet on a Houston Rocket game for or against ever again, but I'm doing <laughs> it. That's going to happen. to the Toronto <laughs> yeah, Raptors. Yeah. I'm never going to
0: bet a Houston Rocket game again. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, like, I, yeah, I, when, I'm, I'm going to bet a against the Raptors. <laughs> Exactly. That's another thing. Yeah, the line's gone down to Opened up Toronto four down to three. I also like when you go on the consensus boards. Uh, you know, people believe in Houston tonight. Maybe uh people are getting off Toronto. Houston is you said it, Toronto's on TV a lot, but Houston gave very popular team with James Harden people, you know, casual betters. Ooh, the Rockets. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Toronto laying three in this game. I I, I, I believe it I believe in the Raptors as well. Twenty and six at home. Even uh, the ATS record at home we talked about—they win games. But this one's a short number, so it's not like they have to cover six and a half, seven. You know, three—you could put them in the money line. That's very, very low at that. Last ten, they're three and seven ATS. But the Rockets are only—you uh, know—what are they? Four, four, five and uh, one. So they're not really the Raptors, uh, lighting up the world as well.
2: So I like the Raptors. The Raptors, at three. The Raptors. The Raptors have been money burners. That's why people are betting against them. But it's a short number at three. It's a different situation. Yes. The Raptors do get up for games against good teams. and Look, the Raptors are 1-7, camp against the spread in their last eight. 3-7 against the spread in their last ten. It's been a common theme uh, with them. But honestly, anyone that pays attention to this stuff would realize, like, look, like the Oklahoma City Thunder have been winning games. They're 0-7 against the spread their last seven games. Um, the Golden State Warriors have been torching money, camp. Like, they never cover. <laughs> like... Like same thing, but they win. You know what I mean? Like they're like eight and two straight up in their last ten, and same with see what the Warriors are. They're in like the they're same one and thing nine in Raptors, one and nine ATS in their last ten. Yeah, wow, six and four straight up, one and nine Cam. Yep, and you know what? They're gonna cover tonight. The price is too short at six and a half against Boston. Boston, a drain Boston wreck. Celtic team. I'll, I'll tell you one thing: they might wake up soon, but
0: not with my money. I, I have to see some type of pattern there. There's a, a bad, a bad mojo on that team. Bad chemistry with Irving and other guys. It's just, it's just not cool right now in Boston and Golden State. Yeah, that line opened up at nine down to six and a half. Oh man,
2: yeah. I, Golden State or nothing for me. Oh, I'm taking the Warriors. We're, we're, we're taking the Warriors. We're going to take the Raptors. I don't like laying 50 cents, but, you know, last time they played, it was a two-point game, and it could be close. Last time they played, it was a two-point game, and uh, the Raptors game against the Pistons went to overtime the other night. The night before that, or the game before that, whatever it was, Sunday or Monday, uh, against the Blazers, camp, Raptors won by, like, two. You know, there's been a lot of close shaves and battles. You know, we're at that time of the year now in the NBA. I don't want to lay three. I know I'll get screwed. The Raptors will win by two or three, and I'll be pissed. I didn't lay the money line. I'm doing the money line. And the last time uh, the Raptors
0: played Houston, remember the Raptors played like uh, junk, got really, really, this was in Houston, got really far behind in the game, had had a terrific fourth quarter, almost came back for a miracle comeback to lose like a heartbreaker in that game. So uh, I think the Raptors also have a little revenge on their minds. It will be tight, though. It's hard to shut down hard in that team. Houston's a scoring machine, but I'm with you, Gabe. I think they win the game. I'm not sure if they're going to win by four or more, but I believe they will win the game.
2: All right, so uh, we have uh, the votes keep on uh, piling in here for our poll question as far as the uh, the underdogs uh tonight. Uh, 158 now, Cam. 158 Ooh, yeah. responses. People are people are betting hockey. They're betting it. 13%, not... <laughs> 13%. I asked what the best dog was. I didn't put the Panthers yep. on the list either. But I like the uh Panthers. I, or the Red Wings too, but I said so I said Senators. Senators, plus 260 versus Islanders, 13%. Jets, plus 170 versus Tampa Bay, 442%. Minnesota Wild, plus 155 versus the Preds, 25%. Uh, Devils, plus 210 versus Columbus, uh, 20%. Up to 163 uh, responses now. So we're going to get a pretty big body of work here. Seems like people think the Jets. I don't know why people like to pick on Tampa so much. I'm not picking we're on Tampa. 50 12.
0: Yeah, I'm not picking. I'm not. I'm not picking on them. Also, the Jets. Uh, if the Jets didn't win uh, that game against Columbus, Gabe, where I thought they were pretty fortunate to win that game after getting outplayed, uh, I think uh, I, I like Tampa Bay to win this game tonight. Uh, they also know that the Jets are a good team. They'll put in a good effort. Uh, no, I don't like the Jets as my dog tonight. I do uh, like where you're going with Minnesota, and I think Ottawa could be a very dangerous monster pooch.
2: Uh Steel City Steve actually sent me a, a tweet. It was uh it's freaking hilarious. It's from Family Guy. I sent it to Yang. Do we have uh do we have the clip here? It's just a quick little So basically the video guys I don't know how I've never seen this before. And I don't I'm not a massive Family Guy fan, but um I've seen I've seen quite a few episodes of it. And or at least I figured it's about sports betting. I would have seen this, but uh, Peter Griffin walks into a sports book here. It's freaking hilarious. Do we have, Roll the tape, Yang, if you can.
4: Yang? <laughs> well, I guess we'll
2: get back to hey, that uh, in a I'm second. I'm Peter
0: Griffin. I'm walking into a sports book. <laughs> I'll
2: take the New England Patriots, please, and a pot-tucket ale. I think Yang might to this be cutting He's up the Patriot. interview or. Yeah, he might be doing something uh, that we that. have coming point. up on the other side. Excellent point. Yeah, he might be, uh, you know, he might have his but, head, yeah. head, headphones
0: on there. So, yeah. I, I watch a lot of Family Guy, too. Actually, actually, crazy. The the Simpsons episode with the Super Bowl and with Dolly Parton and uh, where Homer meets the guy in the used car line was on the other night, too. Classic episode where they go to Super Bowl jail with Rupert Murdoch and everything. Can't, can't get enough of those old episodes. Great stuff. But, yeah, these, uh, <laughs> appear, these Super Bowl tickets appear to be on crackers. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> so, these are forgeries, and they appear to be on crackers. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best.
2: It's good now. Family, good. Family Guy's a good show. It's just oh, yeah, yeah, it's a bunch it. of one liners, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a bunch of one liners, sort of thrown together uh, one after another. So uh, Yang, do we have? Uh, are you there, Yang? I swear to God, it's like when we sit here alone sometimes. Like uh, it's like uh, we're are here we talking, like just in the space here. <laughs> Hello. There's the break. Yeah, it's good Goodfellas. It's not the not the clip we wanted to play, but nevertheless, the crazy thing is, I said this. Uh, all right, I guess we'll try to play this
3: clip. Uh, I don't know at some point.
2: thought of disco inferno <laughs> oh he was great burn. hey everybody come <laughs> disco those wcw era those those yeah before wcw got big Ah, uh, you know another one was my favorite too uh uh smiling norman smiley oh man yeah, he was he was good too. Like they they had like the, just the cheesiest good characters. Like the, We're good guys. The disco inferno. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> it great. It's a great gimmick. Great, great gimmick, <laughs> Disco Inferno. Um, it's funny, I just stumbled upon most overrated wrestlers of all time. Ooh. Who's who do you think who's a wrestler that's popular that you think this guy sucks? I don't know why he's so
5: popular. Wow, like Razor Ramon, like one of those guys. All right, uh, I, you know, I was going to say John Cena
2: always, but all right, mm. uh, we've got uh, let's talk some Arizona Cardinal uh, football. That's what happens. King Kong Bundy dies. We're all going down memory lane. It's mm. funny too. Sean just told me Bob's on the line. I'm thinking what Bob? Bob's picks of the day? But no, no, it's Bob from uh, it's as Bob. We're talking. Uh, we're talking Arizona Cardinal uh, football. Let's do this thing. Good morning, Bob. How you doing today? <laughs>
6: I'm doing well. How are
2: you? Good stuff. Yeah, we got we have a regular <laughs> caller named Bob, so I would have uh, I would have made that hold like the last twenty twenty seconds. Yeah, King Kong Bundy passed away earlier or late last night. Oh so.
6: man, oh boy. Yeah, hard not to Classic like King Kong stuff. Bundy, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's a shock. Yeah, um, sixty-one.
2: So, um, will it be a shock? Uh, for the record, our my colleague here, Joe Ranieri, and I'm Gabriel Mrazek. He thinks that uh, it's a big mistake that to, to, to Kyler Murray is way, way overrated, and that it's going to be a mistake um, to to throw Josh Rosen under the bus if it goes down like this. Um, it hasn't gone down like this yet, but what's your feeling on this? And what is what you know? What's what's the deal with Josh Rosen right now? It has to be. It's kind of it's kind of an awkward situation for everybody, isn't it? Right now, we've been talking it, about the Lakers all morning being awkward. This is pretty awkward too.
6: Yeah, it is awkward. I'll tell you what I really believe it is the truth, and, and you're yeah. not going to hear a lot of truthisms because nobody knows. And and the truth is I don't think the Cardinals have a clue what they're going to do with number one just yet. It's two months out. There's, it just doesn't seem sensical that they would decide this early in the process after just having met some of these guys for the first time personally that they have any clue yet. They haven't even done their draft board yet, and you know that's about two hundred and fifty to three hundred guys, or uh, then they're going to slice that up and, and narrow it down, and that's not going to be done until two weeks before the draft, if then. So everyone's up in arms, you know, what they're going to go for. Kind of no, they're not. They haven't done anything yet. They're just they're doing their due diligence. It's smart build that value in that pickup. Um, make it worth a lot more than we all thought it it was going to be because this is not one of those drafts where there's this ginormous consensus, number one superstar. There's a a lot of guys who who look good, who have potential, who might develop into something interestingly great. We just don't know. So I think that they're being smart, but trust me, guys, they don't know what they're doing
5: yet. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't surprise me at all. I I mean, for a copycat league, Bob, you, you would think that the Cardinals as an organization, any organization, you realize that listen, you traded up, you went and got a quarterback last year. Rookie seasons are never really uh, great for rookie quarterbacks. We start to see the progress in year two and three, but really the whole point is build an offensive line, build the team from the inside out to the sidelines where the wide receivers are. I mean, it's a giant risk to go. All right. got this number one pick here and instead of getting it on a difference maker uh you know on the defense we're gonna take a shot on another quarterback that may not work I mean that could set the franchise back years
6: well I mean think of what they did when they with their coach I mean they they took a giant leap of faith with Cliff Kingsbury right that's totally the opposite of what anyone thought they would do initially and if the connection wasn't there between he and Kyler Murray, we wouldn't be having this talk. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the thing that makes it more plausible, not only did they go outside the box in this coaching hire, uh, if you remember when Russell Wilson was was drafted, a lot of teams didn't do their homework. And they decided that size was the measurable that that was going to be the do or die factor. Uh, And the Cardinals admittedly did not have Russell Wilson high anywhere on their draft board of quarterback possibilities, even though they were right in the middle of a dearth of not having anyone for a long time. They got lucky with Kurt Warren. They got lucky with Carson Palmer, but they had nothing going on and Steve Kime to this day. said it was a chicken bleep idea of me not to do it, that he didn't have the quote balls to pull that trade off. And he said, that'll never happen again. And that added more fuel to this fire when you yeah. add that with the soundbite of Kingsbury in October saying, if I have the number one pick, I'd take him right now. And that was gamesmanship then. And it just brings it all together and ties it up and, and has made this story uh, impossible to go away. Uh, the good news is Kyler Murray going to go really high in this draft. And somebody, we're going to find out. And, and, and somebody might have big regrets about not drafting
2: him. So, what is is it March thirteenth is pro day? Well, I believe that's the day, right? Yeah,
6: it is. It, it is. is. Circus well, of from Wednesday. It <laughs> sure is going to be right.
2: It could be a circus that, as you stated, it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't. I get it, right. Joe. But you know, we talked about this earlier in the week too, Bob. Which, um, you know, what difference does it make? Ooh, that he was he was he weighed, that he his height was over five ten and the five ten one. I think because a lot of GMs can justify it after the fact and they're almost damned if they no do question. damned if they don't their owner you left this kid on the board he starts lighting it up like Mahomes you left this superstar kid and he has been talking right. 24/7 on the board And uh, you yep. got to be kidding me or you took a chance I think they're going to err on the air of I got to take this kid and I'm not going to be the one to let him go but it's all speculation so let me ask you something that's substantive here about it's not speculation it's your opinion on Josh Rosen. And Joe just brought it up. You can't judge mm-hmm. a quarterback after a year. He changed coordinators. Right. The coaching situation wasn't the best. It seemed. Am I right to say that when Leftwich took over, that Rosen, you know, started to become more of an NFL quarterback? What did you see with Josh Rosen? And and I'll throw the the old third-round rumor out there, but what's your take on Josh Rosen?
6: Yeah, you know, look, he. he... He had developmental issues because of the players he was playing around. He had no offensive line that had 10 different starting line combinations, which is unheard of. Um, nobody lasted the year except for the rookie center, who wasn't supposed to start and was the only one that lasted the entire year. He, had, he could never get the running game going. He had no receiver help um, behind Larry Fitzgerald and another rookie, Christian Kirk, nobody else. The tight ends didn't do jack. Play calling was atrocious. Um, they did lose games by. Uh, they they got blown out a few times, but for the most part they were competitive. And Josh took too many steps backwards, not because of, of just him, but of the play calling. Everything else I just said. Well, that being said, they do love the toughness he showed. He got hit an awful lot. He got up from every hit. He had a. He showed good body language when in times of. Frustration when they got blown out by thirty or more a few times. Uh, he kept the the stuff together. He he became a leader. He was more vocal. Uh, some of the plays you could see the talents there. But like I said, he took too many steps backwards in the terms of is he an NFL quarterback? He, he 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 could be. He's going to be probably yeah. But he just didn't take enough positive forward steps because of who he was playing with
5: and and I'm thinking Bob we could say the same thing about Jared Goff after year 1 too, right i mean i, right. I think it's a it's a very similar situation where everyone's screaming well kingsbury's a system guy he's got to get his guy well you know that Jared Goff was not John McVay's guy but good coaches right. will find a way to make these guys productive
6: that's exactly right and that's something that Cliff has said he's not going to formulate this, uh, the players the scheme. He's going to formulate the scheme around the players. It all starts with them. He's said a number of things he likes about Josh. The intelligence factor, the guys, can't be dissuaded here. This kid is incredibly smart. He asks the right questions. He's engaged. He's thoroughly engaged, um, almost ad nauseum when it comes to wanting to know why we're doing things this way. Every play, he won't call a play if he doesn't understand the concepts behind what it's what it's supposed to do, where, where it spreads, where it what it leads to, and why then and now, and that's something that great quarterbacks do, and they study that, they learn that. It's Peyton Manning, uh, type of um, a mental skill set that this coaching staff is raved about with Josh. And and yet we don't know if he's going to be here. Is he worth more than a third-round pick? You're damn right he is. Yeah. I don't get I don't get that garbage at all. You don't trade up five spots in last year's first-round pick to a guy who's supposed to be the most NFL-ready quarterback. And now you tell me a year later that he's worth a third round pick? He's I- go if it, if they trade him and they're not going to guys they're going to get a first-round pick for Josh Rosen.
2: I was kidding earlier. I I don't own an NFL team. I don't have a draft pick, but I'd give a third-round pick right now just to get Josh Rosen (laughs) and be my co-host along with Joe. It's
6: (laughs) going to cost more than that. I know.
2: If you're the New York Giants or something, you'd be like, yeah, sold. All right, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, Yeah, I'll jump in. Listen, we've only got two minutes here, a minute or something, but you raise a good point, Joe Ranieri, and Bob, I'll throw it to you as well, is that you talk about systems, and that's the biggest beef that I have. With, uh, with coordinators, that their offense will suck, and then after they'll basically say, while wow, the players aren't executing. And you're giving them your book. You're not, you're not changing anything, and you don't, you're you not running an offense that's tailor-made to the talent that you have. And as far as all the system is concerned, I remember when Chip Kelly came into the NFL. Didn't, didn't it seem like Bob, oh, my God, Colin Kaepernick and Chip Kelly's system? This is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it was Nick Foles through 27 touchdowns and two picks in, in his system. <laughs>
6: yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, this form of offense has been integrated into the league for the last five to ten years in various forms and shapes and disguises. Uh, and and it's something that it's going to be really curious to see just how much of an air raid this thing actually becomes. Every The sense I'm getting directly, and this is – public comments during interviews, not off the record. We're going to run the ball a lot more than anybody out there thinks. This is, this is, not is throw, throw, throw. What this,
2: does David Johnson have left? And we got 30 seconds here. Oh, he's here. got
6: a lot left. Does he? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got a lot left. He's. Got, I think this kid in this system is going to thrive. I'll go out and say it. I th- with Gurley's knee injury, I think this is going to be your pro bowl running back out of the NFC. I really believe that. I love All him. pro, all pro.
2: He just couldn't get yeah, it good just a good last year. Passes. It couldn't get yeah. him the ball. Well, he didn't have an offensive
5: line.
6: Yeah,
2: yeah.
5: exactly. <laughs> Ten offensive <laughs> he did, he line changes uh, starting like, at all.
2: Yeah,
5: interesting. Crazy. Thanks, right. Bob. Thanks mm-hmm. for the time.
2: All right, guys. Thank you for
6: Appreciate
5: having me. Appreciate it. So
2: he's saying that uh, David Johnson is going to be back in play next year for fantasy football players too, because that's a big key. I mean, we're talking about somebody who's one of the best players in the NFL a couple of years ago, Joe and David Johnson.
5: Not if they don't fix the offensive line. You can't do that if you're going to waste the first pick on on a new quarterback that's, you know, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope he's tall enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? The, the beautiful thing is, I have a feeling you and I are going to have more time to talk about
5: Kyler Murray. <laughs> yes. I love the fact that he also says, uh, guys, trust me, they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've always said. I, I like his
2: honesty with that, too, in the media. Yes. I hate that, too, when... You know, with the other day when Anthony Davis, oh, the Anthony Davis stuff, oh, now Clay Thompson tells people that, oh, now he'll go to the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Because Clay Thompson got on the phone called Windhorse at ESPN <laughs> and said, hey, I see Anthony Davis. I'm going to tell you my plans. <laughs> like yeah, you said, I say this too about teams in the draft. They don't know who they're taking. They don't know who they're taking 10 minutes before they take them sometimes. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Joe Ranieri. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, uh, Holly, Robinson, Pete. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Tonight you're on your own. He's ready radio. Fantasy Sports uh, Radio Network. I have David a Good job, uh, Yang, uh, slinging uh, the, the, the tape together. Uh, seems, I don't know, I, I do think Kyler Murray is going to go first over. Now we see a report on Sports.com popping up that uh, one team says that uh, they were approached by the Cardinals about uh, Josh Rosen. So, like I said, I think it's a, it's a fluid situation. I think they need to feel out what the market actually is. For Josh Rosen because I don't think they want to get ripped off for a third or third round pick just because Kurt Warner uh, said he's worth a, a third round pick uh, but I said earlier uh, one of the funniest this is a great clip uh, here sometimes uh, sports betters uh, we all feel the same way <laughs> where it's like yeah whatever man just take my money because uh, I'm about to lose anyway so here's uh, Peter Griffin walking into a sports book and uh, he's walking up to the window here
0: Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No, just take it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick
0: a team? (laughs) No, just take
2: it. <laughs> that's great,
0: man. That's so good. <laughs>
2: Let's just get go up to the window here. And take take it. Pick a team. No, Don't I'm forget staying. to take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take it. Just, just take it. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> that's that's almost sports. Uh, it's almost sports betting in a nutshell, uh, right there. Yeah, that that's some good stuff. It's funny if you see it too. I retweeted it, Cam. If you see the
3: yeah the visual
2: with it, just it makes it a little better. But yeah, the the audio is still pretty good. <laughs> Audio, uh, audio is still pretty good. All right, uh, Peter. so uh,
0: I'm ready to I'm rock. To I'm just working, yeah, I'm working on your stuff, buddy. Almost, uh, I'm right. putting, I'm getting very fast, very fast. Shit, I I, I took a keyboarding course when I was younger. Gabe. Still, still got it. So uh, we're ready to rock. Done. That's fast.
2: What
0: the hell is going on?
2: <laughs> Level three coming up.